jumpers, no trousers or shoes. They're like ghosts. Behind them, the entrance to the house is black, and I can smell something horrible coming from it. Everything about the man is grey. His coat, his trousers, his cap, even his face. As he turns, he almost bumps into Father. He steps backwards, makes a wide circle around us, and touching the peak of his cap, looks down at the ground. Mr. Compton, Father nods his head. He looks back at the man's emaciated children and mumbles, I wonder when they last it. Unsteadily, the man crosses the road and turns into the door of the pub. Poor bugger. Hope somebody buys him a pint, Father says. Now we walk by a row of houses which are set back from the road. Each one stands at the end of its own long, narrow garden, separated from the pavement by a low brick wall. Jack is nowhere in sight. As usual, he has made a run for it. The door to one of the houses opens. My grandma steps out. You shouldn't come out in cold, mother. Although father chastises her, his voice is gentle. Grandma stands before us, her face turned upwards. She smells of cooking, newly baked bread and sweet almond cake. Her eyes smile, but only one side of her face can smile. She pulls at her shawl to hide the large scar that runs up part of her cheek. Saw father up the pub. Just having a little drink before his dinner, says Grandma, looking at him hard. She reaches up to take my hand. Look how cold this little girl is. Have you had them up the pub again, Joe? Nellie'll kill you. I had to do some union work. I knew blokes would be in there, says father. Father calls for Jack as he strides towards Grandma's door, swishing the curtain aside. Aunt Betty, father's youngest sister, narrowly avoids us. The fox fur bouncing on her shoulders smells of rose water. Are you in a rush, Betty? asks father. The curtain has knocked my hat sideways, and it hangs down my back on its elastic string. Father swings me over his head and sits me on the large table in the middle of the room. The blast of warm air, which is filled with the delicious smell of cooking, almost takes my breath away. I know this house so well. Large pieces of dark brown furniture fight for space with all the people who live here. My grandparents, my aunts and my uncles. My favourite things are the grandfather clock, the lace doilies, the frills and pom-poms on the mantelpiece and the yellow canary in his cage. Another one of my aunts comes through the curtain at the far end of the room, and now I am the centre of attention. Usually I have to stand in the middle of the table, while Aunt Betty and Aunt Flo curl and decorate my hair. They both work at a large house on the edge of the village, and collect ribbons and lace from the daughters of the house. As I'm the only girl in the family, they use me as a model for the latest fashion in hair. Mother is rarely pleased with their attempts, and as soon as I get home I have to stand still while my plaits are returned. But there is to be no hairdressing for me today. Come along, Flo, or we'll be late for service, calls Aunt Betty. Can Jack go up with you? Father asks. Jack pulls a gruesome face. Hurry up then, Jack, go and have a tiddle before we leave. Aunt Betty stops in front of the mirror to adjust her hat. Uncle Arthur and Uncle Jim are back from the pub. They sit by the fire, their white sleeve shirts rolled up to the elbow. Shut that door properly, Joe, it's enough to freeze place we it open, 
says Uncle Jim. No chapel for you then, Jim? Father asks as he closes the door. Uncle Jim looks at Father over his paper. Don't see you rushing up there, Joe. Won't Nelly let you go? Oh, I forgot your Sabbath is Saturday, isn't it? Father steps forward, but Grandma is there before him. That will do, Jim. Mind your mouth while you're in this house. Made it this far, did you, Joe? asks Uncle Arthur, an ugly sound in his voice. You want to watch him, Jim? Agitating in pub earlier. Quite the revolutionary he is. He'll have us all on strike or on gallows, depending which comes first. Better to die with red blood in your veins than with a yellow streak down your back, Father says quietly as he picks me up from the table. Uncle Arthur is now standing by the door, his face red and angry. Arthur, get out of the way and let...